Hallelujah. Glory. Well, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And the Bible says, wherever two of you come together and agree as touching anything, not some things, anything, it shall be done for us by our Father who is in heaven. I have good news for you. Corruption will die in this country. This country will be like uh, Singapore. This country will be like South Africa and other countries where, you see, in this country right now, the way it is, it's very easy to get a degree in something. But when you take that person and give them a job and tell them, uh, this is your department, run this department, you wonder where is the disconnect. This person cannot even write a project or a report, yet they have a degree in that thing. Oh no, no. Those disconnects, we don't want them. We want corruption to die. We want all those things that are hindering us and dragging us behind to die so that our country can move forward in the name of Jesus. See, if our, if our constitution is the same one that is in Malaysia and Singapore, then what happened to us? What happened to us? Because I've been in both countries. I've been in Singapore and I've been in Malaysia. And it's a shock. When you see how those countries are, then you think about Kenyans who are working there and you say, Hi! So what's wrong with us? This corruption, broken systems, but no more, no more. Everyone is running everywhere. That's why everyone wants a green card. I don't want no green card. Oh no, I don't want no green card. It's not bad. It's not demonic. Some people, by the way, will never succeed. <laughs> will never succeed in Kenya. <laughs> but in other countries, they will flourish. Because also there's a saying that you cannot be a lizard in Kenya and a giant in another country. But for some people, it's God and destiny. I don't know. But as for me, I will fight from where I am. I will fight from here and I will prosper here without stealing, without killing, without destroying. And God will bless me and my family. Amen. And God will bless everybody who is here. And God will bless this ministry. The foundation is very important. How you build is very important. The foundation. Yes. So... We have bound some things, they are bound. We have uprooted some things, they are uprooted. You will see from tomorrow in the news. See, it's not, faith is not hope. Uh -uh. Faith is now. Hebrews 11:1. 1. Now faith is. Now faith is. How many have faith? Everything we've prayed for. We will see results. Amen. God bless you. Well, you may have your seats. Today, we are starting at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, I'll be talking about how to get answers to your prayers. How to get answers to your prayers. Mm. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. My Bible says, Praying always with, the, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching hitherto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Are we there? Ephesians 6.18, Paul is telling us that praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Up to there. You see, many times 
We pray, but we don't pray always. Yes. So he's admonishing us or he's encouraging the efficient church and by extension we as a ministry and as believers that we should pray always. Somebody say always. Prayer should not be something you do when you're in trouble. Prayer should not be something you do when you have no money. That's when you say, oh God, remember me, I have no money. No. Prayer should not be something you do because the enemy has attacked your job, has attacked your family, has attacked something that is close to you. No. Prayer should be like oxygen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Prayer should be like oxygen to a, a believer or to any Christian. By the way, every religion prays. <laughs> See, the Muslims pray how many times per day? Five times. The Arabs and the Indians and the rest pray at least three times per day. The Jewish pray three times per day. How many times do you pray? See, it's not the times you pray. It says pray always. Because some people, for them, prayer is, I must go to a particular place. I must go to a temple, which is good. It's part of prayer. It's part of corporate fellowship. But praying always means, has a connotation of wherever you find yourself. Switch your mind in that mode of prayer. Amen. Wherever you are, whether you are a soldier in Somalia, guarding, taking charge, yeah, whether you are doing what you call, uh, what are they called? Uh, occupational. <laughs> yeah. Whether you are doing what you are doing there or you are a driver, how can you drive from Mombasa? You are driving a bus, coast bus, yeah? marsh, whatever it is. You are driving that thing but all the way, it's a radio. And it's full volume. What? By the time the guy gets to Mutituande, he's cracked, man. He's crazy. <laughs> so that's why you need some worship. And as you come all the way, go pray. Go pray. If you're driving your own car, I mean, the best time I have is when I'm in traffic in the morning. It's when I'm in traffic because I go, I put my headphones. So people will think I'm listening to something. But it's because I realized, guys look at me crazy. If I don't have my headphones and I'm praying, they think this guy is nuts. <laughs> so, so, so to be on the safe side, <laughs> because you can be caught up in the spirit and you start, ooh, glory, glory. And they're like, hey, this guy, he's with no one. <laughs> when the anointing comes, you're on the steering wheel and you're doing, and they're like, what, what kind of craziness is this? So anyways, Paul says, praying always and he says something else, with all kinds of prayer. Very important. That means not one type of prayer. You should pray always, but all kinds of prayer. You can pray prayers of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You can pray prayers of praise. You can pray prayers of warfare. Paul told Timothy that the prophecies that have been spoken over your life will not just come to pass because they were spoken. Ah. He said, but take your position and wage war. Eh? Wage war. Fight. So that those prophecies will come to pass. In other words, prophecies will not just happen because they were prophesied. No. And if they don't happen, it's not because God has failed, or the word of God is not true, or the prophet did not know what he was saying. It is the recipient. Aye. The recipient has an obligation to pray. My God. <laughs> eh? 
they have an obligation to call upon God to clear the way so that the hand of the Lord can move in in their life. All kinds of prayer. Amen. Then he says, and supplication in the spirit. Well, what is in the spirit? See, this is just an introduction. That is the other point. In the spirit means led by the Holy Spirit. Led by the Holy Spirit. Two, it means using the scriptures. In the spirit. In the spirit. Amen. And watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Well, I'll refer you to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. People who don't love the word cannot come to RMI. If you come to Rescue Ministries International, you must be serious. You must be a very serious believer who loves the word of God. People who want entertainment, I, they can't come here. Those years when I used to preach until people lift seats, you know, when I was young, the first nine years as an evangelist, my goodness. I used to preach and stand on seats, my goodness, almost hanging on these things. <laughs> and I thought that was the anointing. <laughs> then, after nine years, the next seven years, if my sister was here, she can tell you, I went, I mean, that thing disappeared. That's how I knew the anointing is not like electricity. Don't switch it on and off. You don't decide, my friend. Oh, no. That thing disappeared. Now I became like a CRI teacher. I could not even shout. I could, the Holy Spirit would be like, shh, shh, mm -mm, relax. John 15, verse 7, Jesus said, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. This is Jesus speaking. He says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. See, Jesus is saying, things don't just happen. If prayer will work, then you really have to abide in him. Abide in him means what? Stick to the word. Stick to the word. Because prayer, without scriptures, is what makes people to blow up. Those of you who know me have heard me say this many times. When you pray, you're getting into the spiritual realm. You're getting into a spiritual world, spiritual territory. And it is risky to get to the spirit world without the backup of scripture, the backup of the word of God. Because in the spirit world, what works is not your it's not your theology. It's not how many books you've read. It's not your name. It's not your title. It's not your ministry office. It's not your eloquence. What works in the spirit world is the scriptures. The word of God is the only thing demons cannot play around with. So if you are going to pray and have results for your prayers, you must wrap your prayers with the word of God. So abide in me. Abide in the word. Amen. And abide in me. Abide in Christ. That means, well, abide in me. Be saved. Walk in righteousness. Walk in purity of heart. But also, and my words abide in you. Make sure this word, the word of God, has a place in your heart. 
How? We will discuss that. Hmm? Then you will ask what you will. Some people say, oh no, I cannot ask for this because I don't know whether it's the will of God. What do you mean you don't know whether it's the will of God? The Bible just told you. Jesus just told you. He says, ask what you will. Some translations will say, ask what you want. Hey, glory to God. Because you are in me and my words are in you. Ask what you want. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. That doesn't sound like a doubt. Sounds like a guarantee. Amen. Well, the bottom line is, many believers are not faithful in their prayer life. Many believers are not faithful in their prayer life. What is to be faithful? To be constant. To be instant. To be consistent. So it means they are not faithful in their prayer life. They want someone else to pray for them. They want someone else to take the responsibility of praying for them. Well, that's what religion does. Religion turns people into zombies. Religion turns people into spectators. Religion turns preachers into idol, idols. They worship I- preachers. Oh man, I've got to pray for me. I'll pray for you. But you see, I don't live in your house. I don't work where you work. <laughs> me, I'll tell you what works for me. I'll share the word of God as the Lord has given it to me. And this is what works for me. You take your part and run with it. And fight with it. And possess whatever you have to possess with it. So we must be faithful to pray. Amen. So point number one. If you are going to have your prayers answered. Decide or know what you want from God. If you are going to have your prayers answered. Decide in your heart. Or know in your heart what you want from God. One of the biggest problems I have had over the years, 23, this will be 24 years of preaching. One of the biggest problems I've had in many places that I've preached the gospel, in my own country and in many countries, I've called people for prayer. People come in front for prayer and I ask them, what are you believing God for? They say, whatever he wants. I say, what? What do you mean whatever he wants? You are a couple. I'm asking you, what are you believing God for? Whatever God wants. I say, listen, just move forward. The day you know what you want, come back. Some people are like, no, it's not fair. No, no, how can I decide for them? <laughs> for instance, if they need school fees or they need a car, how am I supposed to know? I don't know even how they came. So, knowing what you want is very important in prayer. Decide or know what you want from God. Because once that is clear in your mind, you will not allow contrary thoughts. (laughs) What do you want? I want a son. You want God to give you a son? Yes. Do you have a wife? Yes. Well, then you can pray. (laughs) And then you and your wife must be in agreement that Father, in the name of Jesus, some people want one child at a time. It's okay. But for us, we want twins. And we want twins of boys, or twins of girls, or twins of a boy and a girl. You see, God will give you what you will or what you want. Well, that reminds me of Mark 11:23, 23. 
and 24. 24 says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you have received them and you shall have them. <laughs> whatever things you do, what? You desire. But you see, it's not up to God. Oh, if something, see, sir, actually the Lord corrected me yesterday. He rebuked me. He said, don't say, when you pray, I will say, because there's, a, <laughs> there's something I posted. I think we need to delete it. I said, sure. <laughs> I said, at you, when you pray, God can say, you see, these religious things must leave, must leave us, my God. That when you pray, God will say, wait. Oh, Jesus. It's not in the Bible. Or no. Oh, no. He's not going to say no. Or yes. No. He said, I always say yes. The problem is people don't pray. They don't pray. Number two, they don't pray according to my will. What is my will? The scriptures. If you can find it in the scriptures, it's God's will for you. Ooh-wee. If you can find it in the scriptures, it's God's will for you and for me. Point number one, part A. Find scriptures that promise you what you are praying about. Find scriptures that promise you what you're praying about. In this case, I don't know why, again, the Holy Spirit is bringing it. You are believing God for twins or for a child. Find scriptures, minimum 10 scriptures that are talking about God and his promises in regard to giving you the fruit of your womb. Find scriptures that are talking about, that are showing you that barrenness is not godly. See, the Bible says none of you shall be barren and none of you shall die during childbirth. You don't pray when the child is here, it's late. Start praying before. Start praying before Makutano Junction. <laughs> Start praying before Signature Series, you know, for those who know that language. <laughs> pray, man, pray. Pray, my God. Find scriptures for what you want. And do what? Pray with them every day. More than you pray for everything else, zero in on that thing. Zero in on that particular thing that you're believing God for. Somebody say amen. Well, <clears throat> being lazy in searching the scriptures has denied so many of us the best that God has for us. Spiritual laziness. Laziness in finding the scriptures and reading them. Well, that is one of the reasons why you need a good Bible. In case, my goodness, when I was reading the Bible in those days, as a young preacher, there was no concordance. What, my goodness, they were rare. Now, every Bible, huh? if you look at the back page, like this one, is very thick. My goodness, all this is, all this is, uh, a concordance, you know, and it helps. Why? Because, for instance, if I talk about prayer, if I check prayer, eh? if I check prayer, for instance, everything on prayer, I'll find it. You see the way it is? That's why it doesn't leave my study room. If I want to check prayer, I'll find every scripture on prayer. If I'm checking about fasting, I'll find from Genesis to Revelation. All the scriptures on fasting. If I want scriptures on tithing, I'll find all the scriptures on tithing. So you need a good Bible. I'm not saying specifically that you have to buy this one. This is Matthew Henry's. It's one of the best. Every Bible school advises Matthew Henry's and Strong's. I have Henry's. I have Strong's. I have all kinds of, 
whatever, man. Concordances, encyclopedia, whatever. Bible dictionaries. They are very good study aids. Why? So that you locate quickly the scriptures you need and start praying with them. Go to work. Go to work. Go to work with those scriptures on your knees. Amen. Make use of your house. Do every corner, my God. Pray in every corner in that house. Before children and house girls start coming and now you cannot access every room. Are we together? <laughs> yeah. You see, why am I saying that? Faith, faith for answered prayer begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know the will of God concerning a particular issue, how do you even pray and get results? So faith begins where the will of God is known. Part B of point number one. Get the Bible promises in your heart, not only in your mind. Thank you, Lord. Ensure or get those Bible promises in your heart, not in your mind. Well, when I talk about the heart, I'm not talking about the organ that pumps blood. I'm talking about your spirit, man. Amen. Ensure or get those Bible promises in your heart, not in your mind. They can start, when you hear the word of God, you can hear it first in your mind. But it has to go down to your heart. Yes. How? By meditation. Whenever you hear the word of God, if you don't meditate upon that word, that particular thing, it will not sink in your heart. That is what I was taught. They said to me that the only way to download what is in the mind in your spirit man is by meditation. Well, how do you meditate? Good question. One, you meditate by reading loudly the Bible. I didn't say silent. You know, there are some people who are taught like monks. I mean, I grew up in a religious church. <laughs> and in that religious church, even during prayer, guys were just like this. And one person would stand in front and lead us in prayer. And everyone else is like this. And some people would fall while seated. Seated, not standing. Seated. Doom. Hi. So how do you meditate? You meditate by reading the scriptures loudly. The way I'm reading them, that's how I read, I read them in, in my house. Read the scriptures loudly. Why? Because David said, once has he spoken, twice have I heard, power belongs to God. Hi. I hope you got that. If you don't get it now, you get it at home. He says, when you read the Bible, you have heard it the first time. When you speak it, you hear it again. Oh, glory to God. That one makes the scriptures to be engraved or sealed in your spirit, man. Two, you meditate by speaking. That word to meditate means to matter or to mama or to speak out. You have to speak the scriptures. That is how you internalize them. Not in your head, in your spirit. That is why you find some people can be in an accident, but their, their body is unconscious, but their spirit is praying. <laughs> How? Because the scriptures are not in their head, they're in their spirit. Somebody say amen. And their spirit can rescue and heal and cause recovery to their body. Yes. I'll never forget a man who was beaten so bad to death 
in Pakistan. He was beaten so bad. My goodness. They brought the best fighters. Like 20 guys beating one man. Will you deny Jesus? Boop, 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 boop. Beating him. Physical beating. Nothing. No weapons. And he became unconscious. He woke up. He said, hey, wake up. Sit down. Will you deny Jesus? And I received Muhammad. He said, I cannot bow to any other God. My goodness. I am born again. If Jesus cannot save me from your punches, I will go home happy. I will die happy. That happened almost ten times. They thought this idiot is not dying. My goodness. They bait him, bait him. His body had given up. But his spirit was fighting. All of a sudden, he would wake up again. The last time, when he woke up, he said, listen guys, seems like you really want me to go. This Bible I read is not worth living for. It's also worth dying for. Well, he gave up. If he didn't give up, he would not have died. He said, Lord Jesus, these guys are tired of me here. That's what they do to people who are born again. Take me home. The guy left. He left. Well, the American, one of the top doctors in the American Medical Association is quoted to have said one time that people are healed by medicine because they believe in medicine. And those who are not healed is because they don't believe in medicine. So he said, well, medicine works, but for those who believe, because he was a Christian, he said, you better believe the word of God. Amen. Read loudly and meditate. See, but see. Be ready to use the Bible against your enemies. Or I should rephrase that. Be ready to use the Bible against the devil. Because people are not your enemies. The greatest enemy of your life is the devil. Enemy number two is your tongue. (laughs) What you say. (laughs) Your greatest enemy is not your in-laws. Your greatest enemy is not your boss. Your greatest enemy is not the government. Your greatest enemy is not your neighbor. Your greatest enemy is the devil and what you say. Yes. The devil, why? Because of John 10, 10, the Bible says, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his job description forever. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more in abundance. But the second enemy is your tongue. The Bible says, whoever cannot control their tongue, they cannot control their life. Talks about the tongue being an unruly member. James, in the book of James. Very few people preach about the tongue. I see. I think we should do a series on the tongue. Anyway, use the scriptures to wage war against demonic powers that do not want you to inherit or to receive or to see the promises of God fulfilled for you in your life. You see. In Ephesians 6, from verse 10, is it 10, 10, which says that finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then it talks about put on the whole armor of God. Why would God give us an armor and body armor? Because that is military language. 
Paul writing, he was in, in prison, and he, he, I think, in my mind, he was looking at a soldier. The, he was looking at prison warden and how armed he was with body armor. He had a helmet, he had a breastplate, he had a belt, he had a shield, he had a sword, and he had boots on. So Paul concluded, this is the same way. If a Christian is not prepared like that for war, the devil will tear them down. I don't care how great they are. I don't care how bright their future is. If they don't take, if they, whoosh, thank you Lord. If they don't understand at the back of their mind that we are at war, they will be casual with the devil. I'll never forget one brother who said, Me, Sinashida, Nashetani, who were in Bible school, said, Me, I have no problem with the devil. I don't like rebuking him. And he was choked. Oh, I will never forget. He was choked. At night, you could hear guys, ah! I said, Whoa, whoa. These are the guys who are saying, Me, Sinashida, Nashetani. Me, I said, I don't like hearing him. Every opportunity I have, I bind him in the name of Jesus. I do what the Bible says. And these are pastors. I'll never forget. That's, a, that's for another day. Because people think these things are stories. Why? Elizabeth, I'm talking about Mombasa Jews. Ask anyone who has lived there. Watchana na watali. Tourists are treated nicely. Devils are cool with tourists. But when you stay there and walk in righteousness, then you become a problem. I mean, if you are compromised, who cares? If you are behaving like everyone else, who cares? But when you stand for Jesus, well... Then you will see trouble. Even the sea will show you dust. I also have an incident and a testimony for the sea. One time I swam, and I swam to a place where I could not come back. Where? And something was pulling me. <sighs> My goodness. My mouth could not open. I mean, I'm in water. I opened thrice. I, sw- I, I, I swallowed water like crazy. <laughs> and it's salty water. My God. South coast. Yo! And, but, but my spirit was praying, Jesus, Jesus. And all of a sudden, something thrusted me on top of the water. I said, yo! I swam back. At a speed I can't explain, I knew those were angels. Angels of God rescued me. I would have gone, man. Because where I was now, I could hear sheep. I could hear sheep from a sheep was just nearby. I had gone, man. Yo! I could hear. And you know, by the time you're aware, a sheep can... A ship is, then it's deep. Ship don't go to shallow waters. It's not boats. It's not canoes. <laughs> so, use the scriptures to wage war. Is there an area in your life where you feel like that problem or that issue has been lingering? Well, then wage war. Wage war. Pray. What are the weapons of our warfare? One, the word of God. How do you wage war? You use the scriptures. Open your mouth. Use the scriptures to wage war against powers of darkness. One, you can use the word of God. Two, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is a weapon of war against powers of darkness. Amen. Why the name of Jesus? Because the Bible says there is no other name given unto men by which we must be saved. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Two, the blood of Jesus. 
Is it two or three? Three, the blood of Jesus. Why the blood of Jesus? Because it became the perfect sacrifice. Old Testament, the blood of animals was used to cover sins. New Testament, the blood of Jesus was used once and for all to redeem humanity from their sins. And so the blood of Jesus becomes the perfect sacrifice. What else can you use to wage war and fight? Worship. Worship. Praise and worship. Praising God and worshiping God. Not just in church, not just here, but wherever you find yourself in tough times. Sometimes even prayer is difficult. It's hard to pray. Why don't you go into the presence of God like he says? Because God has, he doesn't leave us to guess. He says how you approach his presence with thanksgiving in your heart and his courts with praise, Psalms 100. So you use worship as a weapon of war. Sometimes, not always, a seed, money. I said sometimes, not always. A seed or money can be used. And you sow that money, wrap it with faith and say, Lord, I have prayed, I have fasted, I have worshipped, I've lived in, a right, in righteousness, I don't know what else to do. And so a seed, a particular amount, whatever you agree in your heart, again, what you purpose in your heart, and say, this seed, I'm targeting it to meet that need. Is God faithful? Yes, every time. I have seen it. I know guys who have been faithful to sow in this ministry over the years in every country. And now I've seen some people who have been very faithful. Some of them give $100 per month. Some give $300 per month. Some give $600 per month. Some of them give $2,000 per month in rescue ministries. And we have systems and they, those things are in our accounts. Isn't it so? Yes. And I've seen what God can do because of their giving, faithful giving. I've seen their lives transform in my very eyes. Yeah. So whoever says it doesn't work, well, it's up to them. This works for us. It works for us. Amen. Well, you're asking where are you and who are you guys? We are Rescue Ministries International. We are located at Ruiru. Uh, those of you who feel you want to partner with us uh, and sow your seeds and give an offering, we have a pay bill number which is 571631. 571-631. That's our pay bill number. The account number of that pay bill number will be one of the options that you prefer to give. Why are you giving? If it's an offering, you will indicate offering. If it's a tithe, you will indicate tithe. If it's a vow, you will indicate vow. If it's for evangelism, you will indicate evangelism. If you go to our website, you will be guided on how to do that, and God will bless you. You are asking what is your website? Our website is www.rmicenter.org. I repeat, www.rmicenter.org. We are also on social media. You can check our Twitter account, our Instagram account, and our Facebook account. Our phone numbers are 0721-870-147. I repeat, 0721-870-147. And the other line is 
147. You realize the first four numbers are different, but the rest are the same. So I repeat the second number, 0734-870-147. Please get in touch with us. In case you're not born again, pray this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. I believe what the Bible says in the book of Romans, that you rose from the dead. And I believe with my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And with that confession and that belief, I am saved. Thank you for coming into my heart. I renounce the devil. I renounce sin. And I renounce worldliness. From today, I give my life completely to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll get in touch with you. Reach us on social media. Call us. Check us out. We'd love to fellowship and pray with you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.